following program is for educational and entertainment purpose only, not professional medical advice. Consult a medical professional or healthcare provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I mean, you don't want your medical advice from an alcoholic, do you? An estimated 22 million Americans are currently suffering with addiction. I was four years old the first time that I got drunk. Not the first time I drank alcohol. The first time I got drunk, I was four. There are thousands of centuries we've been consuming what the Greeks call the nectar of the gods. But that nectar has jumped over the past decade. From 30% to 43% among boys, and from 26% to 41% among girls. I just have my story to share with you. And in the parking lot, a gentleman came up to me and he said, I got to tell you, as we begin episode two of Michael Mays Breaks the Cycle, uh, I'm, this is a good lesson. Episode number two is a good lesson. If, you, if you've listened to episode one, by the way, if you haven't, pause me, go back. Now we're all caught up. Okay, if you listen to episode one, at the end of it, I say, I'm going to speak with my dear friend who helped me save my life, who brought me to the hospital, the, the one who was with me the day, the moment that I chose sobriety. Um, because life happens, certain things come up, we're going to have to reschedule that one. So again, the great lesson to learn when you're dealing with sobriety is that um, life happens, right? Stuff comes at you that you don't see coming. For me, two years after I got sober, maybe three years after I got sober, uh, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I'll tell you right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm cancer free, I have been for years, well over 10 years, and I'm happy and I'm healthy and it's wonderful. What a gift and a blessing my whole experience of cancer was. I learned to accept love. I learned to accept help. I learned to ask for help. As an addict, an alcoholic, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do because we spend most of our time hiding our disease. Think about that. I spent 40 years, right? Well, <laughs> a long time anyway, hiding a, a, a disease, alcoholism whether I was hiding it because of my family or when my addiction kicked in, I was hiding it. So now I have a disease that's terrifying that can end my life like that. Instinct would say, hide it. Hide that, don't tell anybody. Just And maybe that's what I did because for quite some time when I felt this lump, this tumor growing on the side of my neck, I didn't do anything about it. That's, that's addict mentality. So cancer for me, with a few years of sobriety under my belt, again, was a gift. As weird as it sounds, I learned to ask for help. I learned to accept love. Because I, I tell you all the time, live your best life. You, des you deserve it. And you can hear those words. But until you go, I do. I'm just saying sounds. Embrace that. Accept it. And understand that you deserve we're all here because we deserve to be loved. It's, it's kind of our purpose, isn't it? So, again, stuff happens. Uh, we'll, we'll get that episode together and, and have that discussion coming up. But now we're going to listen to a conversation I had with Tom Arnold. And, and honestly, Tom was calling me up to, to promote uh, a Hulu movie he had done a while ago, Docu. Uh, but we started talking about our sobriety. We started talking about his health 
Um, he lost a lot of weight when he got sober, and he had to because he had a stroke. I'll tell you this. If you're trying to drop a couple of pounds, dropping the alcohol from your life is going to do it. I weighed, God, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this. I weighed 357 pounds the day that I went to the emergency room. 357 pounds. When I left rehab and, uh, and I got home, I went to see my daughter. I mean, it's, it's all I wanted to do is just see my little girl. I missed her so much. And, um, you know, I went into rehab very heavy with this huge, big, greasy, burly beard and messy hair. Kind of looked like a, like a bloated Jim Morrison. <laughs> when I came out of rehab, I was like 50 pounds lighter, shaved, and, uh, and I had a sparkle in my eye. And I remember the look on my daughter's face was a look of like confusion, but joy. And, and uh, we've talked about it a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. And uh, it, 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 was, it was an overwhelming experience for her and for me. The rebirth, you know, a rebirth. And I'll tell you right now, if, if I hadn't been sober when, uh, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I would have died. There's no question in my mind I would have died. I was a stage four patient. I did seven rounds of cisplatin chemotherapy, and, and it, no, I wouldn't have made it. There's no way. So health is really important, right? Diet, exercise, let your body heal. When, when you stop, and if you're just stopping for 30 days or you're stopping for three minutes or you're stopping for 300 years, whatever it is, your body is going to just, wow, thank you, heal. You know, your cells die and new ones are reborn. And I can tell you, I'm, I'm very proud to say there's not a cell in my body. There's not one cell that makes up this human being called Michael Mays. Not one cell that was a part of me when I was an alcoholic. I have a completely new body of cells and they're all sober <laughs> that's amazing so let's get into a conversation with tom arnold he called to promote some docu he had on hulu but we talked more about sobriety and his health and again i think that that the the issue of health and sobriety is really really important so here it is my chat with tom arnold hello hey tom arnold how are you man I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you living? You clean today? We're all clean and happy. I've cleaned. I've, I've cleaned so far. Just got up. All right. Who knows what's going to happen today? Ah, you know. You know what's going to happen today. <laughs> well, I got most of the day planned out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. It'll be good. It'll be fine. It's always a tomorrow. Good I don't know. Well, yeah, we don't, don't care know. about tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here. Listen, man. Men's Health Magazine. That's where I want to start with you. Your feature. Yeah. What an accomplishment, dude! Eighty pounds you yeah. dropped. Yeah. I had a mini stroke here at the house giving the kids a bath and uh, turn around to count to 10 for them to get out my kids are they're nine and seven now but i it's hard to get them in the bathtub it's harder to get them out sure so i do a thing where i turn around and count to 10 whoever gets out first wins <laughs> and i kind of when i went back around to see them out i uh my right eye it felt like a curtain had come down and i thought well maybe i punched myself in the eye when i was up against the door couching but uh and so I went about my business. It, it was weird. And then about half of the vision came back 
after I got that demand, I thought, well, I'm going to, I was going to fly to Alaska the next day to shoot this pilot. Then I thought, well, I should go to the doctor on the way at my eye doctor. It seems like an eye. And I Googled that night and said, it could be a floater, whatever that is. I thought, well, that's fine. I'll have a floater. And then when I went to the doctor, they're like, oh, you had a, you had a stroke and, and you have to go into the hospital for 24 hours to for stroke protocol right now. And I'm like, Oh, what about my flight? But, uh, I went in, they checked everything out. You know, you're laying there <clears throat> when you come in for a stroke, they have a chart of one through 10 of the different versions of strokes. And 10 is, I think dead. And then it goes backwards. I, mine was a one, thank God. But, but it's a, it's a, it's a wake up call. So, I lost 80 pounds this last year. I tell people I lost it because I'm a single dad with these little kids, but I lost, I, I am, that is the reason, but I had to have a stroke first to really encourage me. It wasn't just enough being a single dad. So yeah, I started doing that. And then, uh, uh, it took a little while, but I worked with this guy, Charles, uh, 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 uh that really was D'Angelo that was amazing. We, we, every two weeks we would zoom. That's it. He doesn't even live in the town. I, you know, I, the idea of working with a trainer, just it's not something I like to do. And I'd met Charles at Arnold Schwarzenegger's and he said, he, you know, he's a couple of years ago and he said, I'd like to help you. And I go, okay, I'll, I'll let you know. And then I, I called him this time and I, he's a transformational trainer. Like there's people that under him that, have, that he's worked with that lose like 200 pounds, like wow. huge people. So, and young people, kids and, so yeah, I've been. It's been good. It's been good. I haven't been hungry. It's a, it's a good thing. That's nice. So you haven't been hungry at all. Well, it was it was weird at first to have to eat specific things six times a day. You know, it was right. weird. You know, and you can't eat until after you exercise. I do an hour of cardio uh, on the elliptical, but there were some days that I'm like starting to panic, like oh no, you know, because when you're when you're a uh, an alcoholic and a, you know, you know, you're, you're compulsive. Uh, you know, when you think, Oh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to have enough food. I better eat it all. So, you know, I, I, I tamped that down and I got used to it and, um, you know, but he gives you enough food, like a human level. Uh-huh. It, I just was eating, you know, my kids go to sleep. I go get in the freeze fridge and eat whatever is in there. That's just bad. Yeah. What were the, it, it, like, what's, what's your biggest, um, uh, weakness? Like what, what's the one food where you're like, I can't even have that in my house. Well, I, sugar is very popular with me. Well, yeah. it's popular around the house too. And, uh, another good thing that, you know, anytime there was like a birthday cake in the fridge, yeah. you know, I put it in there, what's left of it. And then I go back at it or ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love ice cream, you know, cookies, everything. I but the thing is, you know, it's also a good example for my kids, you know. So my kids, we all started paying more attention. And uh, uh, they, you know, they finally, I never exercised like that before because I thought, well, that's being selfish. I'll get away. The kids need me every moment. And to get them to give me, it started with a half hour, what to do an hour, uh, without having a fight or arguing, you know, in front of the machine or needing me immediately. It took a little while for them to get used to that. Sure. And me. And, uh, but, but now it's a, it's a good thing. Do you watch, do you watch like work, maybe old episodes of Roseanne or, you know, comedy specials or any movies or anything that you did before you lost the weight? 
At, do, you, do you watch those and you're like, oh, my God. You can see my fat face in there. That's one bad thing, though, because I did it before I lost weight, right. and then I just stare at myself like, oh, good Lord. You're like, can't they just, like, do some sort of CGI and slim me down? Yes. <laughs> yeah, make me an avatar of some sort. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Tom Arnold, my friend, it's always cool to talk to you, and thank you for just sharing a couple of fun stories and, uh, and helping us on the journey, man. All right, well, thank you, buddy. Hey, good to talk. Stay in touch, man. All right, brother. All right, bye-bye, Tom. You know, what I want to say before we wrap up uh, this episode of Michael Mays Breaks the Cycle, and I'm not going to bother to say what happens on the next episode because, you know, just like Tom and I talked about at the beginning of this or when I spoke at the very beginning, I don't know what tomorrow brings. <laughs> I'm worried about today for right now. But I do want to say, since we talked a lot about strokes, you know, when I, one of my many, many, many visits to AA... You know, I was one of those guys. I'd go in there for a while and leave, and I'd go back and I'd leave, and I'd put a year together and then I'd stop, or I'd put two months together, whatever it was. The last time that I went, and it was before I made that call to my friend, and I was I was just, I don't know, I was dipping the toe back into the sobriety pool maybe, or maybe I was just kidding myself. I don't know. But I went to a meeting, and a guy followed me out into the parking lot afterwards, and he says, can I speak with you for a moment? I said, sure, sure. So he says to me, I, listen, I, I see that you want to get sober. And I just want to tell you, man, don't stop drinking. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, hey, if, if this was what AA was all about before, I would have joined this team years ago. What do you mean don't stop drinking? He goes, you're going to have a heart attack or a stroke. Something really bad is going to happen to you. And that scared the crap out of me. And it also gave me an amazing excuse. I stayed drunk for another six months on that. I can't get sober now. But doctors say that I could have a stroke or a seizure or a heart attack. All of those are true. The, the point is, I'm not a doctor. I don't know your medical situation. I don't want to know your medical situation. I just want to know that you are in the best place that you can be in. So I will tell you, again, as it says at the beginning of this program, seek professional help if you are doing any sort of medical routine and that includes sobriety talk to a doctor there are dangerous things with alcohol and benzos and i've detoxed in from both of them yeah we'll we'll discuss that in an upcoming episode perhaps the two that are the worst alcohol was brutal for me but necessary the growth that came from me years later from that fight, that struggle, the suffering, the detox, that has stayed with me all this time. I'll tell you right now, I am terrified of alcohol. I'm afraid of it. I fear it. I find it evil for me. I don't care about other people. I always say, I don't, I don't have a problem with you drinking. I have a problem with me drinking. I know I drink, I die. That's it. Four words, I drink, I die. So I don't. And going through the hell that I went through to get sober, to become alcohol-free, is not a process that I want to do another time. I've done it enough. <laughs> I don't want to discourage you if you're starting your journey because I'm telling you, you will get through it. I got through it. I watched many other people get through it. It's not pretty, and, uh, and it's hard. 
but again, if you if you're ready and you make that choice, it's the smartest and the greatest and the most rewarding thing you'll ever do. May God grant you the serenity to accept the things you cannot change, the courage to change the things you can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Michael Mays breaks the cycle. Is a Professor Mays Creations creation?